Successful people learn how to make their mind work for them. I'm David Nagel, and this is the Successful Mind Podcast. Everybody, David Daniel here. Welcome to another episode of the Successful Mind Podcast. This is actually our 300th episode, so yay for us, I guess. <laughs> um, yay for you, too. I uh, wanted to do a, a podcast on a question that I was asked uh, about a week ago. Somebody said to me, do you really believe that anybody can be successful? And I paused for a moment, and um, my response uh, was something like this. I think that depends on what a person's uh, definition of success is for their own life. But in general, yes, I do believe that anybody can be successful. I think, um, and I want to explain what, why my answer is that. I, I don't think that anybody can be successful in the idea that they're the richest person on the planet and they own the most businesses or they're the greatest act. Like not everybody is purpose is to be what a lot of the masses think is success, right? So this really has to do with what a person discovers their purpose to be, their talents, their gifts to be in the world. And it was a question that I had, um, for my own life, like how, how successful could I become, um, based on whatever my purpose is here, you know, in, in this lifetime. So let me give you the definition of success that I like the most. This actually came from Earl Nightingale, um, who is the, uh, he's the author of the strangest secret. He's the author of lead the lead, the field. He was a co-founder of Nightingale Conant companies, um, like one of the leaders in self-improvement for a long, long time. And I have never really seen a better definition of success than Earl's. And Earl said this, success is the progressive realization of a worthy ideal. Let me say that again. Success is the progressive realization of a worthy ideal. Now, when, when I get asked a general question um, about humanity, it, as far as uh, does something apply to everybody? One of the one of the things that I often think about is does where else does this exist in in nature? Where else do we see this? Um, and nature has been a real fundamental for me to get parts of accurate truth. I have found. The reason being is that if you really look at nature that's undisturbed by human beings, um, you know, to, to a large degree anyway, I realize that human beings have now got a footprint, you know, basically everywhere, but where it's primarily undisturbed, you're going to find that, that nature does what nature does. And there's a, there's a, there's a fundamental ideal behind all of life, and that's more life meaning that life is constantly moving forward into more life, and it keeps expanding into more life. Um, and because of that, I think that there is an intelligence behind life itself that is living in some way. Now, I don't, I don't know what that is. I mean, um, I very often refer to God or spirit or energy or the, or the universe. I, I think that whatever you want to call it, 
is completely fine. It has to align with your beliefs. But I think that it's it's pretty undeniable that there's not an energy that is 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 taking things that can have life and moving them into more and more life forms. Now, the interesting thing about all the other life forms on the planet that we're aware of anyway is that it basically operates off of its genetic code and it operates off of instinct and its ability to adapt uh, to its environment. We're not aware that there's any conscious thought going on in those life forms at all. Um, we, we now know that some life forms are more intelligent than others, uh, but we have not really detected a consciousness that's akin to uh, human consciousness in, in other life forms at this, at this point. So having said that, one of the interesting things about it is that it doesn't, life is life left uninterrupted is constantly becoming the biggest and the best it can be and that depends on whatever it is. So if it's a squirrel, it's the best squirrel it can be. If it's a moose, it's the best moose. If it's a fern, it's the best fern. If it's an oak tree, it's the best oak tree it can be. And that's based basically on its genetics and the environment that, it, that, it, uh, that it's in. Um, and the abundance of food and, and weather patterns, I guess, right? So there's not a whole lot that is interfering with it from a psychological perspective that says it can't be what it was designed to be. And at all forms of life, everything uh, has a purpose. Um, it, and it has an individual unique purpose, and it seems to interact with the other life around it. So it takes from, from other life around it, and it adds to other life around it. We see this with all forms of life. It takes and it adds. It takes and it adds. And in the taking and the adding, more life is... is um, expanded from that idea. Um, we know that, uh, uh, you know, a lot of life that is, is constantly in a, in a state of evolution as it becomes too big, as life expands too big for what it is, or based on the environment that it's in, it will adapt and it will adjust to that with the idea that life continues. So I think it's pretty fair to say, and it is my belief, that there's this idea in the universe that is that I call more life. Um, it is it's a fundamental principle for me. It's a fundamental value for me. And when I'm making decisions and thinking about the things that I want to do in life, I ask myself, is is this for more life? Does this expand life? Does it expand my life? Does it expand other people's lives? That's a that's like a primary uh, a, a primary foundational thought principle for myself. Now. When I look around the world and I see things happening, I see a lot of things happening that don't seem to be for more life at all. And actually, it's contrary to that. And there's many different reasons for it, which we're not going to get into in this episode. But the idea behind it is that in many, many cases, if not all cases, there is a, a very high degree of ignorance at work for whatever those things are that are taking away from life, whether it's taking away a person's choice or it's taking away their freedom um, or it's keeping them suppressed and repressed or it's taking from them, you know, in any way. It's, it, that is kind of, that's an idea that is keeping life down. And my belief is that that comes from an ignorant proposition uh, of lack in the world. So when we talk about can anybody be successful, I think we have to think, 
what is it that is that person's purpose in life? Now, having said that, if a person is being kept from their purpose because of the agenda of others, then there can be a real problem with a person actually becoming successful in their life the way that they would truly want to be. They may be forced into a situation where they have to be successful uh, based on the limits that others have opposed on them. So this life idea, um, it really runs. It really runs through everything. Now, again, if people are in a situation where uh, they're being kept from the their ability to actually live out their purpose, then, like I said, they they may find that they're successful just in that very narrow area that they call life. We've seen that throughout history a lot. Um, but even with that, there's people that have broken out of it um, all over the world. So let's think about this for a minute. What is it that a person really wants versus what society is actually telling them that they have to be in life? And I think that this is where the huge dilemma comes in for so many people. You know, we have, <coughs> excuse me, we have this amazing imagination. And as little kids, Nobody has to prompt us to use our imagination. It just starts to come out. Um, Kids will play and they will pretend and they will make up all kinds of fantastical images and ideas um, and they will live in that imaginary world and really have an amazing time. The imagination is something that uh, is fantastic in the way that we're creating on the screen of the mind. And it's not, the thing about it is that it's not encouraged. I mean, it's encouraged when a kid is little because, you know, they can keep themselves busy, that type of thing. But beyond that, when, it, when a kid has to start to go to school, they're, they're actually discouraged from using it. And they're, what they're encouraged to do is to start learning the information that they need to follow in their life so that they can be successful based on what society says is successful right now. What we have seen over and over again is that the people that break out of that idea are really the innovators in the world. They are the people that start the companies that change the world, that start the movements that change the world. For whatever reason, they see things a little bit different. And I think that one of the reasons that they see things different, (coughs) excuse me, is they allow themselves to see things different. It's not that they're so much different. It's that they allow what they see um, to really carry on in some kind of vision, and they begin to follow that vision. Either they consciously or unconsciously know that for whatever reason, they need to follow the thing that's actually in their heart. I think the degree to which a person is taught that they have to follow the rules or society's rules in order to be safe and secure and it's doing the right thing, um, in some cases, it's a, it's, a, it's a religious value or concept that they're following. The less they are um, uh, inspired to actually follow their own desire in life. And of course, many times it's backed up with experiences that verify that they don't live in a safe world for whatever reason. The person begins to shut down around those ideas and they never really, they never really follow the dream that's in their heart. I have never met anybody after sitting down and talking with them for a period of time that doesn't have something that they want either overtly or secretly that they're, that they're, you know, 
they're, they're, they're hiding it from themselves. They don't think that they can do it. They don't think that they can go after it. They, they think that um, many times they don't deserve it or the world won't let them or that it's wrong to do it. They have a whole precept of this idea that the story that they've been told about their life and how they have to live it is absolutely true, so they stay the same. And because it provides some amount of certainty in their life, they don't allow themselves to dream much beyond the, the way that they're, they're actually living. Um, so when we're talking about can anybody be successful, the answer is yes, they absolutely can. Will they be successful? The answer is probably no. Not everybody will be because they don't know what they don't know. Ignorance is keeping them bound to a world that they think is real, and they live inside the bubble of the information that they have. So I think that how does a person get out of that? One of the things is that they have to they have to have some kind of reason why like they have to have some question or desire inside of them that says that there must be something else or they want to do something else even if there's there's no clarity to it i remember when i first started down that road i had no clarity at all i just knew that i was looking for something and i didn't know what it was but i had the feeling that i would recognize it when i found it and sure enough that was actually true but i made a lot of wrong turns uh, in the beginning of that journey. And most of the people that I've met that have taken that journey made a lot of wrong turns in the beginning of that journey. However, those turns that were wrong, eventually we find out, you know, like connecting the dots backwards, that those turns were absolutely essential to finally making the turn that led them to whatever their destiny or their, their, their purpose was. I do believe everybody has this. Um, and I believe, here's something else I believe that I think is very important. I think when a person is doing the thing that's their purpose in life, I think it brings them an, an immense satisfaction, like uh, probably like nothing else. And it's, uh, it's fulfilling. It's like soul fulfilling. It's heart fulfilling. It's, it's, fu it's fulfilling the purpose that the person is here. Uh, and they, there's, some, there's some knowledge of that feeling that's going on in them that they're in the right place doing the right thing, even if it's only for a certain period of time. Because I've known many people whose purposes have seemed to change or morph over a period of time depending on whatever they needed to learn, to grow, to, to be able to recognize something else that stirred another desire in them. Many people are stuck because the 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 information that they're dealing with if they put it together like in a map it it does not lead to much of anything to anywhere so they don't even give themselves permission to dream which brings me back to the beginning which is if the dream is kind of knocked out of the person or they're made wrong for it it's not something that they're really accessing. So that creative energy usually goes into something else. And what we see it go into primarily is some kind of survival on, on some level. They're working for uh, the ability to maintain what they believe is keeping them safe. Um, and I've said many times, there's nothing that actually keeps us safe. The safety is not a destination. It is, it is a learned skill of cause and effect and not being in ignorance, but understanding uh, what the what the what the causes of our consequences that we experience in life, both good and bad, actually are, and then making conscious choices to do something different. So I think that if a person really wants to step into the idea of can I really be successful, 
they have to ask themselves a couple of questions. And I don't think it has anything to do with like, oh, well, what would you want if you were, if you were successful? I think very often a person doesn't really know based on the position that they're in. Um, they have to kind of find their own way on this path. There's just, there's just no two ways about it. This, this is an, a, an individual path that every person has to follow in their own time, in their own mind, um, as they become aware of what's out there for them. And then w- this, what is it that they're, that they're drawn to? What do they like? Um, what holds their attention? Do they have a fascination with anything? And to begin to go down that road. You know, when I was a kid, there were many things that, that had a tremendous interest to me. And it was almost like in a mysterious way because I didn't, you know, when you're a kid, you don't know what things mean. And you, you have a tendency, well, not have a tendency, we all give meaning to very specific things. But when you don't have a meaning to give to something, it kind of causes a question. And you start asking yourself, what does this mean? Why am I having this experience? What is this about? Um, what is that? What is this? You know, where can I find out more information? And it caused me to be very curious uh, in my youth. And that's why I knew that I was really, really looking for something because different things in my life were speaking to me in, in different ways. And I kept having this feeling like, I know that this means something, but I, I have no idea what it is. So I kept staying in the, you know, like doing basically what was in front of me with a, with a few exceptions and with the idea of consistently looking for that question. What else is there? What am I learning? Where's this going? Is there a door that's opening? What can I read? Can I find more knowledge somewhere? Um, and the, it's another thing that's fascinating about this is that we hear stories from people of all over the world uh, in various different circumstances that many people would think are just uh, abominable. Like, how does a person ever get out of that kind of a situation? They find a way out. Um, they knew that they weren't supposed to be there. They knew that, that there was something else out there. Now, what causes that? I, I really think it's how the person's world is internalized when they're little. I, it's, a, it's a very, very strange thing. Because you see people that will even come from the exact same family and one person finds their purpose in life and does great and the other person goes in the, in the totally in the opposite direction. And you know that the messages were relatively the same. They were, they were in the same space. But how they were internalized uh, is very different. And of course, when we start internalizing things, we do something that I think really completes the process of which way we're going to go in life. And that is that we create a story. We create a story about what, of our experience. We create a story of, of the people that are in our life. Uh, and ultimately, we create a story of how we actually see ourselves. If there's no liberation in that story anywhere, then the idea is that the person really doesn't think that they can do anything. So that, that's the next big problem. If I don't think I can do something, I'm probably not going to try. I'm probably not going to continue to entertain a question in that direction. And most of the people that I have, that I have researched, people that I have interviewed that have been stuck um, without actually trying to get out, they see the world very, very differently. It's, it, the world is full of limits. Uh, there's a lot of victimized thinking that's internalized, 
And if a person internalizes victimized thinking, they really kind of think that the world is happening to them and they have no power. And if a person doesn't think they have any power, they're not actually going to try to do anything. So it becomes limited to the idea of what do I know that I can do to stay safe in this moment? And, you'll, and, we'll, and you see that the, the limited thinking that comes out of these individuals is very much centered around the idea of what they know and what they don't know. And, ver- and most of what they don't know usually appears to be, you know, quite scary to them or at the least bit um, it's very uncertain. And in their mind, it would be extremely foolish to do something uncertain when they have certainty doing the thing that they're doing. When I first wanted to break out and really go try to do something different, to give myself a, a different experience, I was asking people that I knew about an opportunity that came to me. And every single person I talked to uh, had this it's it, this, this certainty uh, complex thing going on. Like, you know what you have, so why would you give that up for something that you don't know? You have a family, that's a risk. If you make the wrong decision, it was almost like it could be a complete catastrophe that you'll never recover from, which in my mind seemed very weird at the time. I was young, I was healthy. Um, I could basically, you know, I, I could work. I could, I could do all different kinds of work. I just didn't have any kind of educated work that I could do at the time. So I really didn't understand why they were so down on any kind of, of movement forward. And it took me a long, to find, long time to realize that the, the unknown to them was scary. Almost all these people that I had talked to at the time never went beyond that, that known factor in their life that gave them security. It was a job. They knew how much money they could make. They knew if they needed to work overtime or have a second job. They knew what their bills were. They managed all of that very, very closely. And it was, it was scary as hell to break out of that idea to go do anything else. So they stayed within that bubble their entire life, even into retirement. They stayed within that psychological bubble of what their world was that they could manage to some degree and there was absolutely no breaking out of it. So the only information they could actually give me was to put me in the same bubble that made sense in their mind. Now, when you pass that bubble down from one generation to another, you have a hell of a lot of people that are being raised with the idea of, of this little tiny bubble of managing their life uh, in what they currently have is that that's enough. That's it. Like, don't, don't go for more. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of judgment. There's a lot of ridicule around that idea. If a person tries to, to break free and a lot of putting people down to keep them in that place. And they'll always back it up with, you know, I'm, I, I love you. I'm thinking the best for you. I just don't want you to make a mistake. I don't want you to get hurt. You know, it's a, it's a rough world out there, that type of thing. Without any idea that a person has a, a flexibility to them that they can recover from mistakes, they can learn something different, they can do something completely different. Um, it's like that is, seems to be so obvious, but when a person's coming from that fear and that uncertainty inside of their mind, it's like it's not obvious to them. They go very, very unconscious in the moment, and it just seems like a total threat. But I do believe that that inner intelligence that's in everyone, because these people that I talk to, by the way, 
It's not that these were stupid people. These were smart individuals, but they had a very limited understanding of what they could do in the world and what was actually possible for them. They were raised in some way that they had to be very certain about what they had. And it was not about taking risks. Risks were very much looked down on. So anybody can become successful um, if they're willing to look outside of the way that society has basically conditioned them to think. And they have to step into new information. There's no question about it. I mean, you can only go so far with inspiration, and you're going to need to take in new information that helps you intelligently formulate a vision for yourself to move forward somewhat. It doesn't need to be complete, but it does need to be something that gives you some inspiration, some motivation to be like, yeah, I really want to try this. I think that resonates with our higher self, and it calls that dream up from deep inside of ourselves that it may be lying dormant for a long period of time. I I mean, I remember the first time somebody asked me, you know, what I wanted, like if I was going to set goals for myself and I could accomplish anything, what would I want? And I really couldn't think of anything. I mean, like I forced three things to kind of come to the surface and they were basically like responsible things like buying a house or something. But there was, there, I could not get myself to really want something or even desire it beyond what I really had. I just had this desire to get out of that space. But once I expanded that and I started to get knowledge, then more and more of that dream started actually to come to the surface. And eventually, yeah, the material things that I wanted that came to the surface also. Um, and it was probably because there was some idea that, that too much is wrong, you know, and we don't want to be wrong. I know human beings just, they, they, they do not want to be wrong. They want to be right. Right keeps them safe. Right keeps them uh, uh, certain in life. And they'll stick to uh, an ideology all the way to the death in many cases because they so much believe in it and they have every stake of their life in that idea. So in order for, in order for more people to step into success. We have to be willing to break the the ideologies of society uh, that keep us very much bound to safety cert- certainty and that uh, in many cases going after too much is, is wrong or, or greedy in some way. Uh, there's a lot of negative information out there that is that is very visible to a lot of people about being successful. And a lot of warnings about people who are successful that make a mistake and then the media just rips them to, to shreds over something um, as, if, as if their success is actually the cause of their, of their error. And those two things don't go together at all. Everybody's capable of making errors and mistakes. So remember, if you want a great definition for success for your life that will help you take the, the desire that you have, the question if there's more, uh, to live your life happy so that it's growing, I suggest Earl's definition, which is success is the progressive realization of a worthy ideal. We'll see you on the next Successful Mind podcast. Thanks for listening to the Successful Mind podcast. And if you like what you heard and you want to know more, go to davidnagel.com forward slash free stuff.